Is your baby stuck on simple purees? Are you afraid to try finger foods or even just move them up to thicker, lumpier, or chunkier puree textures? Maybe your baby gags a lot and you're afraid for their sake and yours to give them more advanced foods. And maybe the thought of the possibility of your baby choking keeps you debilitated in fear. Even though you know how important it is to move your baby through a wide variety of advanced textures as soon as possible. Well, I want to let you know about a free live five-day texture timeline challenge that I'm putting on starting on Wednesday, February 23rd, that will have you offering your baby a wide variety of food and textures in a timely and step-by-step manner. And it will give you the confidence that you need to keep your baby advancing in skills to prevent picky eating. This is going to be for parents who want to ease into feeding solids, whether you're doing purees or baby-led weaning via my step-by-step process. And I'm here to guide you and hold your hand with week-long videos resources, recipes, and starting solids tips to get you moving forward and enjoying watching your baby successfully eat all sorts of foods. Sign up using the link in today's show notes and the first 100 people will get a copy of my texture timeline guide complete with examples of food in every texture stage so that you can learn which foods to try with your baby next. Once again, you can find the link for this free live five-day texture timeline challenge in the show notes. I can't wait to see you there. Hey there, I'm Edwina Kennedy, registered pediatric dietitian and mom of two, and this is the My Little Eater podcast. Each week, I'll be dishing out all the best info on feeding and nutrition for your baby and toddler, answering all of your what do I do when scenarios, and helping you gain complete confidence in not only feeding your child, but in parenting as well. Every episode is filled with actionable and proven feeding strategies delivered by a mama and a feeding expert who's been there and done that. I hold your hand and I take you step-by-step through all stages of feeding while showing you how to implement what I teach you so that you can raise a happy and healthy little eater of your own. Let's do this. Alrighty, today's episode is all about if you can mix puree feeding and baby led weaning together at the same time or if you could start with one method and then switch to the other. Listen, this episode was sparked by something that really annoyed me actually over the past weekend. I was listening to another podcast about feeding and they kept saying through one episode specifically, but overall theme through multiple episodes, certain things that really just didn't make sense and that I fundamentally disagree with. And it's all around the fact that spoon feeding or puree feeding was not a baby-led approach. It was not something that was beneficial. It was not something that meant you were trusting your baby. And instead, it meant that it was only a parent-led approach, that it was forceful. Every time they referred to it, they referred to it as, you know, shoving a spoon into your baby's mouth. Um, They always said that, you know, if you were spoon feeding, then you weren't trusting your baby at all. And that, you know, there was just complete lack of trust there that you could only achieve this through a baby-led weaning approach, which means letting your baby feed themselves with finger foods from day one. And the reason, I mean, I have a ton of reasons as to why I disagree with this. I'm actually going to go through the main ones in today's episode, but I will say like, it's just crazy to me when I look online and when I see other experts out there. You have to understand, you know, everyone has a business, everyone has um, an angle they have to take in order to differentiate themselves. But what I find is that 
there's a lot of marketing tactics. There's a lot of black and white approaches. There's a lot of black and white messaging from so-called experts out there that actually are really scaring parents and that are really trying to divide parents into different camps. And baby-led weaning is an amazing approach to feeding that I do support and that I think so many parents would benefit from doing with their babies. If a baby and a parent both together make that decision that they want to start there. But when feeding methods are set up to be against each other, so purees versus baby-led weaning, one is better than the other, um, so much of this all-or-nothing messaging, it really just makes, A, parents feel shameful, parents feel like they're failing if they're not doing it according to whatever the quote-unquote best way is, especially in that decade, because we all know that nutrition, we all know that um, everything in science really changes very often. And I hate the fact that it makes people feel like there's only one way to achieve a trusting feeding relationship with your child. And I'm here to tell you that that is so not true and that is specifically what I teach in my baby-led feeding online course is how to get the benefits of what the research actually says is important no matter what method you choose. So I am all for, and you can see this even when you look at the sales page for the course, I am all for choosing to start wherever you and your baby want to start, wherever your baby's actually showing signs that they're ready to start. And also taking into account your comfort level with things, right? Because that's so important. You are part of this feeding experience as well. And so no matter where you start, the key is doing the things that research actually shows is beneficial, which is progressing your baby through a variety of advanced textures in a timely manner, in a, you know, in fast enough pace that your baby's being challenged and that your baby is advancing their oral motor skills. So ideally they're being exposed to all textures that are safe, of course, for babies before nine months of age, and that you are letting them self-feed as soon as they're ready for it, and that you're letting them explore, and you're letting them listen to their appetite, and you're letting them lead the way. But that can also be done with purees, and I actually have an episode for you if you're unsure how can you do this with the baby-led feeding method. It's episode 76 of this podcast, and it will explain to you exactly how you can really just get that trusting feeding relationship down with puree feeding and then not have to worry about being stuck on purees, not having to worry about your baby not advancing, not having to worry about, you know, you quote unquote forcing your child to eat or eating past their fullness cues, you know, not listening to their body. All of those things that, again, certain, uh, I would say, experts out there believe is a mandatory part of traditional or puree feeding, all of that can actually be eliminated, all that negative stuff, and you can do it in a baby-led way, in a responsive way, which again, my course teaches you how to do, so that by nine months of age, honestly, your child, whether they were puree-fed or started with baby-led weaning, you will not know the difference. Your child will not see any difference in terms of their feeding relationships, in terms of their skills, because honestly, it's just like we're saying that just because you do a few things, you know, quote unquote wrong or not in the best way that you can't fix that and that the whole thing needs to be botched. Like it doesn't make any sense. Like I don't know when we can, I would love to know when we can finally 
stop with the extremes. I feel like in our society, especially with the online education world, we seem to have these very big swings where we go from one extreme where there's all this, you know, bad stuff happening because it's so extreme. And then we go all the way to the other extreme where then, yes, you even then start to see some bad things happening and instead realize that the answer lies somewhere in the middle. So with feeding, again, it is amazing to do baby-led weaning, but if it's going to be such a stressful, hard experience for parents and for babies, and of course, we have to realize that not every single baby is going to be the same, not every single parent is going to be the same, then you aren't getting a benefit anymore. You have to learn where to find that middle ground. And that dogmatism is just too much. Honestly, it becomes cult-like and no aspect of parenting benefits from such extremes. And I will also come to bet that even in Paleolithic times when babies were being fed without you know, commercialized baby food because that is what's, you know, um, touted as being the reason why we started with puree feeding and spoon feeding. I'm willing to bet that even in those times, there were parents who were pre-chewing, pre-masticating that food until it's a more mushy pureed texture and then giving that to their baby. So while some of them may have felt, again, even in those times, comfortable to give them something that was uh, a larger shape that they could self-feed on, other times, other babies, other parents, or other even types of foods, it was better to probably puree them. So we have to go with that flexibility. We have to go with our instinct and our intuition, and also understanding that so many cultures around the world have spoon-fed for generations and generations, and you can never attribute problems in feeding to specifically one thing like that. And that, my friends, is exactly the message I want to give to you today and let you know that it is more than okay for you to start where you're comfortable with and also where your baby is. This leads me into the very first kind of reason why I think it's okay to switch or to combine approaches, purees and baby-led weaning as needed, and also what the benefits are of doing so. So the very first one, as I've just alluded to, it stays true to that idea of you being responsive and keeping the feeding process truly baby-led. Because a lot of times, even if you really want to start with baby-led weaning, what happens is that, you know, we see babies, I've seen many, many, countless babies that actually aren't ready for finger foods right away. They have a very, very strong gag reflex. It, it might even be to a point where they're very uncomfortable because typically gagging, we want to happen and we encourage um, parents to let it happen because it's a very important part of the feeding process. So that is something that you don't need to just stop at and say, oh my goodness, my baby gagged. I can't give them anything advanced or I can't give them any texture that's gonna cause them to gag. But sometimes it can actually be a negative thing when it's preventing your baby from enjoying meal. Maybe it's causing them to vomit excessively. Maybe it's every single meal. And that's a very sure sign that, hey, my baby is not ready for these. That's your baby's body literally telling you and your baby's showing you through the most natural way possible, my, I'm not ready for this. A, this might not be safe. Maybe maybe there's like some kind of structural issue, a sensory textural issue. Um, maybe it is just that they um, have a very sensitive gag reflex. And again, they need to be eased into it so it stays a positive process. And I teach you all of this again in the course and with my texture timeline. So that would be, for example, a reason why even if you wanted to do baby led weaning from the beginning, you really should look at your baby's cues. And so 
purees can be used during that time. They can be used to kind of fill that gap, that time between when your baby is ready to start solids in general and when your baby is ready to start finger foods. So if we're talking about something being a baby-led approach, again, contrary to what some of these people are saying that it can only be done with finger foods, well, no. If you're kind of forcing the issue of finger foods on a baby who's not truly ready for it, then guess what? That's no longer baby-led. And so even baby-led weaning could be done in a way that is harmful if you aren't really kind of stepping back and looking at the holistic view of things rather than just, you know, patting yourself on the back and saying, I'm doing baby-led weaning, but then ignoring the real true essence of what that means. So that's the very first reason why I say it's okay to start with purees first and then switch to finger foods and baby-led weaning. When it comes to baby supplies for starting solids, a good protective bib, a suction plate or bowl, and a good set of utensils are basically the staples. And Bumpkins has them all. Their products are made of 100% food grade silicone with no chemicals or byproducts like other baby products often contain. They're dishwasher safe, totally cute and super colorful and surpass anything else on the market for style and design. Every time I have a gift to get for a new mom, I always go for my favorite of their products. Their dipping spoons for babies that are really new eaters, their chewtensils for babies eight months and up, or their toddler utensil sets for babies 12 months and up. All of them being specifically designed baby forks and knives that are small enough for new eaters to hold and the most ergonomically correct for self-feeding that I found to date. I also love their bowls and grip dishes, which have silicone lids that stretch over top to make leftover storage a breeze or to make traveling with food super easy. You can now get 15% off of your Bumpkins order using code MYLITTLEEATER15 at checkout. That's 15% off using code MYLITTLEEATER15. Enjoy! Second of all, it really ensures that you're able to introduce allergenic foods in a timely manner. So this is a big one for me because the current recommendations by all of the governing professional bodies is to introduce uh, the common allergenic foods as close to six months of age as possible. And in fact, delaying the introduction of highly allergenic foods can actually increase the risk of developing an, a food allergy later in life. So in order to ensure that that's avoided, you're minimizing the risk of developing a food allergy, you can introduce allergenic foods via purees if your baby hasn't yet taken to finger foods in the meantime, and you can just get that peace of mind early on. So for example, if they're not self-feeding on you know, fish or they're not self-feeding on maybe tofu or something like that in the meantime, that's okay. You can puree it and get it into them in a, in a much easier fashion typically than with the finger foods in the meantime so you know, hey, they got in enough that it actually counts as an exposure, that their body can produce those antibodies to fight off the allergen and to prevent them from um, developing the, an allergy to that food later on rather than kind of watching them and then seeing that they barely, literally barely got anything in their mouth for a whole month. They're still practicing again, which is fine in theory, but when it comes to allergenic foods, they do need a specific amount to be ingested in order for that to be considered an exposure. So I really think that that is a, is a really good reason why you could start with purees first and again, encourage your baby to self-feed and encourage your baby to try finger foods at the same time as you may be giving them a little bit of purees. And it's not about trying to force feed them, you know, large amounts of food or anything like that. It really just is about 
getting in a little bit there so that they can have those nutrient needs met in the meantime in small ways, but they really make a big difference. Now, the fourth reason why I think that it's totally fine to mix approaches is because it reduces the stress for parents and it allows for a more flexible lifestyle. I think this is so important to consider How many parents, I mean, when I think about how many parents come to me so stressed that their baby isn't eating finger foods yet in the first few weeks or in the first couple months, and they are so worried that it actually takes all the fun out of feeding, and instead it becomes this huge stressor for them as to why their baby's not there yet while so-and-so's baby is eating like a champ, and it becomes all they can think about at every single meal. And Again, one of the things we know from the research is we actually need positive mealtime experiences to help prevent picky eating, develop a healthy relationship with food, have your baby learning how to eat, all of those good things. So we don't want a parent to go into mealtime stressed out. And you can tell a parent all you want. You know, it's okay, they don't need to eat much right now, or it's okay um, if they're not if they're gagging a lot or whatever it is. But at the end of the day, If that mom or that dad is very stressed out, I feel like it is our duty as professionals and also, you know, taking care of yourself as a parent is number one. So you've got to figure out how can I ease my stress a little bit? How can I, you know, make this so that I can enjoy it a little bit more as my child learns? So my advice in those situations is it's okay to start off with some easy textures and with some spoon feeding methods in the beginning. And then the big the big caveat to that is that you are progressing your baby and yourself along in textures as you build your confidence. So we're not just giving them a thin or smooth or easy puree and then we're calling it, you know, basically keeping it like that for the next couple months. No, once we see that, okay, our baby's eating well, you know, they're swallowing with ease, there's not really much gagging happening, you know, I can see that they're they're confident, I could see that they know how meal times work, okay, let's move them up a little, to a little bit more of an advanced puree. And then once we see that's working, okay, great, let's move them up a little bit more. And again, this is exactly what I teach in my texture timeline, which is a whole lesson dedicated to it in the baby led feeding course but also I have that free five-day texture timeline challenge that is running right now where I will walk you through some major textures that you want to start your baby off with in the beginning from easier to more advanced ones and show you how you can move through in a timely way so that we're not you know, preventing our baby from getting practice on more advanced textures. We're not getting stuck on those easy ones, but we're doing it in a way that's gonna ease our stress and that's gonna help us build our confidence because that, my friends, is so important. The needs of a parent, please don't underestimate that that is very, very important in this whole equation. Yes, it's baby-led, but you are part of that feeding equation as well. So please, again, don't ignore your needs. And, you know, there's also other reasons when you think about um, just flexibility and lifestyle, you know, you may need to kind of at certain times flip-flop between methods and that's totally fine. This is called real life people. So, for example, if your baby is exceptionally hungry, maybe one day going into a meal and you offer them finger foods to start and especially when they're just learning, you can see that they're very, very frustrated with the speed at which they can actually ingest those finger foods because they're so hungry, they're barely getting anything in and they're starting to get fussy they're starting to get cranky and so what you can do is you could respond let's say by offering them some purees on a spoon 
you know, maybe a couple bites at least, maybe a few bites until they're a little bit more content. Once they feel like, okay, I'm not like starving anymore, then you could re-offer some more finger foods, let them finish off their meal on their own, that kind of thing. So in that situation, for example, there is no harm done. And please, no one tell me that that is not baby-led. In fact, we as a parent are here to help our baby get through this stuff. So please don't feel guilt, don't feel shame if somebody tells you that if you spoon feed even for a little bit or within the same meal, that that's a bad thing. Again, we don't want to rely on spoon feeding, especially if our baby can do it on their own, but every once in a while, no big deal when it's a lifestyle issue like that. Or, you know, if you think about another example, some parents might feel like family members find it really stressful to let a baby self-feed when they're in their care. So maybe as a compromise, you know, purees are given when they're at grandma's house, but finger foods and self-feeding is done at home with the parents. So again, another example where If you don't stick with one way the entire time, it will be okay as long as your baby is getting that consistent exposure to finger foods, consistent exposure to new textures. You're really trying to give them their space and give them the time to learn it. And over time, you're seeing improvement. That is what really matters. So um, I guess that's pretty much most of what I have to say about this, again, I just really wanted to let you know that you don't have to feel guilty or feel that you aren't doing a baby-led approach if you are spoon-feeding and that you can never mix the two approaches. And in that same breath, while puree feeding may help you and your baby in the beginning, also know that it's not mandatory to start there. If your baby gets the hang of self-feeding, and you are confident in starting with a self-feeding approach on a variety of different textured finger foods, perfect. Skip the purees, go for the straight up baby led weaning wave. That's totally fine. And then remembering that it's really important you continually offer finger foods at every meal alongside purees for practice and exposure. If you're only doing purees in the beginning or if you wanna start, I should say, with some purees in the beginning. And there is a right way to feed your baby purees and that we don't wanna get stuck on te- on a puree texture for too long. But all that being said, if you need help with learning how to, how to do all of this and again, how to do a baby led feeding approach no matter what way you're starting, check out my online course. Link for that is in the show notes. And I hope that you found this episode helpful. I hope that you can see that you can listen to your baby's cues and you can watch for your baby's cues and you can respond to your baby's cues no matter what way you start and that every single parent and every single baby is individual and you deserve to do what is right for you and your family. So I hope you have a wonderful week. If you love this episode, definitely leave me a review and I will talk to you next week. Bye.